Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax and settle whatever might be going on in the back of your mind or your emotions or shut the door if you need to just think about where you are with the Lord your your confidence in him and your your hearing him is this are you heading in the right direction with him a lot of times uh, a lot of things going on in our lives we get caught up in them. We get caught up in our expectations of ourselves, what we think is important. But the only thing that really satisfies us, really gives us contentment, is our relationship with Him. Now, there's a, a reason for that it's our soul has been disconnected from our spirit. We were born that way because our spirit was dead. But now your spirit has been reborn. If you've accepted that relationship with with Jesus, that he died for your sins and restored the relationship, that's what that was all about, was restoration. But that didn't change your soul. You gaining a new spirit, being re-spirited, provides potential. But your soul has not yet received everything it needs to be content and joyful and peaceful. It's all there. It's all there in your spirit. But your soul has been trying to get its needs met its own way for so long. Change is hard. And your soul doesn't like giving up power and control. So very often your soul is pushing away the very thing that it actually wants, which is in your spirit. And that's the the eternal life of God. In your spirit, you have all the eternal life you're ever going to get. The problem is it's not in your soul, let alone your body. Now it's the goodness of God that draws us. But he also uses his right hand and his left hand. Just like a potter. He uses the good things in our lives and the bad things. He uses our own strengths and our own weaknesses. He uses everything to accomplish his purpose. He does not have 
an opposite. There's nothing that exists that he did not create. Now, as we've talked about this, one of the challenges we've had is we come up against what we believe that may not be correct, that may need to be revisited. And what I really want to encourage you to do is is not be afraid of revisiting what you believe. There's no rush, there's no condemnation or challenge because it's it's important that you not change your beliefs based on what you're being taught but based on God making it real. This is one of the reasons so many new believers reject their salvation is what people some people call backsliding is because they have an experience with God but then what they're taught that they now have to do doesn't line up with the nature of God they're given a list of this is now that you're a Christian this is what you have to stop doing this is what you have to start doing you can't think this, you can't do that. And so the burdens that are put on people, they'll, say, they'll end up saying, if this is what God is, even though I thought I wanted him and received him and had an experience with him, I don't want the rest of this baggage. If I have to take one If I have to take both of them, I'm not going to take any. So it brings us back to being able to hear God clearly for ourselves. And as he reveals himself and his true nature, what we believe to be truth that does not line up with who he is, he will, in his time, put his finger on those things. Start showing us, okay, this does not line up with who I truly am. And releasing some of those beliefs can cause an emotional response or a rational response or even we just want to reject it right out sometimes changing our beliefs means we have to change our actions we can no longer accept certain teachings and that that can sometimes cause rejection from other people it's not that we reject them people are allowed to believe what they want to believe let god take care of when he reveals what he wants to reveal but sometimes other people can't accept our changing our beliefs. So it can be difficult to change your beliefs. And one of the things that comes with that is fear. Now, fear has torment. Fear can 
alter the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act. Fear can have a life of itself within us. But fear can also be a marker of God's plan. When we have fear, we want to learn to recognize it and take it to God. Use it as an opportunity. Lord, what am I afraid of here? What's going on? What, you know, help me, Lord. I don't want to be afraid. Fear, we think often, especially Christians, think that fear is a good motivator. The problem is, is it doesn't last long and it doesn't get long-lasting results because we learn to live with it. We learn to ignore whatever it is we're afraid of. We, we make adjustments to that fear. This is one of the reasons so many of the doctrines we believe, if we really started talking about them, we wouldn't have a real basis for them. I mean, some of these, you know, denominations, they have to come up with their own Bible. They have to come up with their own books to explain their doctrine when really there's a simplicity of devotion to Christ, relationship, that is very, very simple. Evangelism is truly very, very simple. Do you want to know God? If there is a God, do you want to know him? Are you open to knowing him? And that's it. If God can't introduce himself, we're going to have a hard time doing that. God knows when somebody's ready and available, and if he wants to use someone else, most of the time he doesn't need our help at all. But this is very often where fear comes in. Now, fear is an uncomfortable emotion, and, then, and we have a lot of them. Anxiety, impatience, you know, whatever your temperament is, there's some kind of a fear locked in there. And things that make us uncomfortable, we often want to avoid, which is, you know, kind of like a duh We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to do things that make us uncomfortable. And yet God puts us in a situation where we're going to be uncomfortable. Not just so we're uncomfortable, but when he takes us out of our comfort zone is often when he can reveal the things in our life that we are depending on besides him. And those things, when he starts saying, okay, I'm going to take your crutch. I'm going to move out of this. this. We're going to change your strength from here to being in me. Instead of in your soul, relying on the strength of, of this attribute of your soul, you're going to rely on my strength. And when he starts switching that over, it can be very stressful. It can be very challenging. It can produce fear. So one of the things we, as Christians, 
will be challenged to do is overcoming that fear. Not through, again, not through our own strength, but by experience. You know, when you're first learning to drive a car or ride a bike or do any any new endeavor, even, you know, public speaking or starting a new job, very often we start out with a level of fear. But over time, the more time we spend driving, the more time we spend at our new job, that fear dissipates. Now, driving hasn't changed. Your, your, your job hasn't changed, your new job, but you have acclimated to and adjusted to the new thing that's going on around you the new thing you're trying. But we, one thing that's important to remember is we don't wait for that fear to go away before we start the new endeavor. You don't wait, when you're starting a new job, you don't wait until you're no longer nervous about starting that new job to start the new job. You just go ahead and trust by experience that it'll get better. You'll start to get the routine. You'll start to get to know people. You'll start to get to know what's expected of you. Same with driving. You'll start to figure out, okay, you're driving in a new area. You've never driven on a highway before or riding a bike or whatever. You, you, it becomes familiar. Well, it's the same thing with learning new things in God. There's, it's not surprising that there's a level of fear. Fear, uh, fear is nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be concerned about. It's not a red flag unless we don't take it to the Lord. If we're afraid of fear, that's where we get the torment. We're, we're misreading what's happening. For instance, after we die, people are afraid of what's going to happen to them after they die, and that influences how they live their lives. But if instead of being afraid and then making decisions, life decisions based on that fear, instead if we went to the Lord and said, Lord, is there anything I need to be afraid of for after I die. And when he settles that question with us individually, then that fear dissipates. That fear goes away. Now that question being answered, most people go through that process of wondering what, what comes afterwards, for instance, after we die. But the Lord's answer very often is is not going to be, well, this is what happens. His answer is generally about his character. And this is true for everything. He very often does not answer the specific questions. He's not like, you know, one of those um, crazy eight balls where you shake them up and you get the answer. 
you know, not right now or ask again later. His answers are based on his character. They're going to, it's going to be something like, you'll, you'll love it because I love you. And this reestablishes our connection between our soul and our spirit. That's what gives us the motivation for our day-to-day walk with him, our reunion with him. And as we've been talking about learning to live and move and have our being in him, learning to live as a spirit being that has a soul that just abides in this body. As we start to you know, assume the whole personhood of being a Christian, a, a spirit, not just spirit-filled, but spiritual, that we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body, And with that being true, we have everything we need for life and godliness here on this earth right now in our spirit. We don't have to yell to get God's attention. We don't need to get a prayer chain going. We don't need to figure out what our problem is. Your spirit, who you truly are, already has all the questions, all the answers, everything you need. The process is about reuniting your soul with your spirit. And we've talked about moving and venturing into what's going on in the supernatural realm. We are, and we're, we have talked, we're going to talk more about the gifts of the spirit and the, the fruit of the spirit and the witness of the spirit and just supernatural experiences their importance is not the experience themselves or what's going to happen or what we perceive. The importance of approaching what's going on in the supernatural realm is that it reconnects our soul in spirit because we have to rely on God. We're, we're at we can say we're at an advantage because we don't know what the heck we're doing because we can rely on God. We're not, we're, we're don't bring assumptions. And now, now there's a lot of books out there and conferences and this, that, and the other, you know, so many resources available on YouTube and every which way about, okay, this is what, For instance, dreams. Here's, if you have a dream, here's how to interpret it. That can interfere with being taught by God. Now, fortunately, God is bigger than that, and he can make himself known, his will known, his what he's trying to say, known in spite of what we think we need to do and know and understand. But that doesn't that doesn't acknowledge 
the truth or veracity of our approach. In other words, you you know, we, there's the little dream books about these are the different symbols and this is how to interpret your dreams. God may use that to help you enter into a the supernatural realm, get over your fear, begin to reunite your soul and your spirit using that book. But that doesn't mean that that book is also not inter- is not also interfering with your relying directly on him. And odds are at some point in time he's going to say you need to toss the book. God himself is your teacher, your guidance counselor. Your your principal, your your bus driver, he is everything. He's going to help you do your homework. He administers the tests, he grades the tests. He teaches us. He gives us what we need. And it's the process that matters because it's the process that is working towards our soul being reunited with our spirit. So as we look at the supernatural realm, we see what others have experienced, and we see what others, other Christians, but also others that are not in the Christian realm, what they've experienced. And we try to evaluate, okay, this is how far where I can tread, and if I tread across this line, then I am meddling in things I shouldn't be meddling in. Well, this is, it goes back to fear. We're afraid of making a mistake. We're afraid of meddling in things we shouldn't be meddling in, rather than having the confidence that God will provide whatever security and safety we need even if we miss him and by missing him we are we learn so much more by our mistakes than we do by accidentally getting things right so god does not hold us against, hold it against us at all when we make mistakes and very often when you make mistakes you get hurt or other people get hurt or you have regret sometimes even guilt those are all part of what he is doing here on this earth one of the we've talked about this before and one of the first things we we often need to do is get it out of our belief system that if we if we are pleasing god if we are in the center of his will, if we're doing everything right, then nothing will go wrong in our lives. That's just not true. That's not the way God does things. In fact, you could say sometimes the opposite is if everything's going right in your life, odds are God's not making himself known. You know, unbelievers have, can have fantastic lives. It's just not their time to meet with God. 
They can have wonderful lives, wonderful careers, wonderful health, wonderful families, wonderful have existence here on this earth, and not know God. You know, this goes back to we talked a little bit earlier about Habakkuk. You know, why do the unjust prosper? God, why don't you protect the just? And his response, like we were just talking about the whole fear thing, about the end, you know, what happens when you, when we die. Basically, who are you to question? I know what I'm doing. I am the loving God. I'm the one who created everything. I know what I'm doing. Don't question it. Now, Habakkuk was this uh, smart guy, and he went to the source. And he was satisfied with his answer. And that's what, that's what we want to take and, and follow after. We want to take our questions to God and then be satisfied with the answer. If, God sa- if you do have one of these fears about, okay, let's talk about the supernatural, about getting involved in something that maybe there's, something that makes you uncomfortable or that apprehensive about you getting involved in or somebody has put something in your mind that this is a bad thing to do. And you go to the Lord and all, the only thing he responds is, well, try it, I'll be with you, and I will guide you along your way. Is that good enough for you? If God says, go ahead and try it, is that good enough? And the process reveals the areas where our soul is resisting God. Not so that our soul can try harder or can figure out what we're believing in order to change us. It's not your soul's job to fix itself. That's God's job. Our job is to stick with the process. Stay with him. Labor with him. It's like being yoked with him. We're not doing the pulling. We're not doing the guiding. We're not doing the, we don't know where we're going. We just stay yoked with God. We, you know, we go where he goes. We don't give up. We don't try to back out of it. We don't try to run ahead. We stick with him. And so if there's areas of the supernatural realm that we're afraid of, again, that's normal. That's natural. We're, or we talked about the, the false sense of security when we're in control. Or we avoid things. It's a false sense of security. But there are those that instead of relying on God, They rely on their own strength. They rely on their own understanding or what others have taught, sometimes even their own experience. And this is going to happen to you. You're going to have some kind of an experience, and you're going to try to draw conclusions. Just really encourage you to go ahead, write everything down. And you can even go ahead and draw conclusions. Don't assume they're accurate. We... Whenever we encounter something new, we have a tendency to draw conclusions based on incomplete information. 
And that can set us up for misunderstanding everything that goes afterwards. So let God be the God and teach you what he wants you to know at any given time. So what we'll encounter, and we'll talk about some of these things, and I'll share some of my experiences and, and other some experiences other people have had. But they're, they're hopefully they'll just be interesting and helpful. But they're not meant to be any kind of standard or something to be measured against. And, and we're not going to build on those experiences. We can ask for them, but the goal is not to have those particular experiences. Our goals are different. We're not learning how to defeat the enemy to please God or to win souls for rewards in heaven. But we want to know what goes on in the supernatural realm because it is part of our training as sons. We already please God. <coughs> we already have his full love within us. We simply want to experience eternal life now. <coughs> so we will pick this up next time, next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This is, <coughs> excuse me. Have a great week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.